Welcome to the Faith to You podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb Schrader, and we're continuing our series through Love Incarnate. This is the last video we're going to do in this series, and I want to talk to you a little bit today about one of the attributes. I'm going to tie all the final attributes of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 together here, but one of the attributes I want to focus on is that love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. You know, I told you to replace that word love in 1 Corinthians 13 with the name of Jesus. Jesus did not keep a record of wrongs. What does that look like? That means that Jesus always had forgiveness at the ready. Let me explain it to you. In Matthew 12, 32, he says this, Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the one to come. Now, I want to focus on the second half of the verse, but the first half of that verse says, whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. I want you to think about what that means. Jesus is God in the flesh, and he's saying people who are speaking against me can still be forgiven. Jesus could have walked around, and anybody who rejected him, he could have cast them into hell immediately and been perfectly righteous. That would have been perfectly just for him to do that. But instead, we already talked about his patience and his kindness. He showed patience and kindness. And the reason he was able to do that is because he wasn't tallying up all of those things. What am I talking about? Do you remember what Jesus did when he died on the cross? As he's dying on the cross and he's looking out over the crowd that's mocking him, that's cursing him, that's insulting him, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Jesus had forgiveness at the ready. And the reason he had forgiveness at the ready is because he didn't keep records of wrongs suffered. Now, now what does that mean? Here's what it doesn't mean. Right after it says, does not keep a record of wrongs, in verse 6, it says, love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. So this isn't pretending. This isn't Jesus saying, you know what, the unrighteous thing that you did, I love that. I love that you did that. That's not what Jesus is doing. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness. It rejoices in truth. And so when people are unrighteous, it's not pretending like that's good. That's not what Jesus is doing here. What he's doing is he's zeroing out the offense. Here's how we do it in our own hearts. When somebody sins against me, they do something that's wrong. I could sit there stewing on it, thinking about it, and trying to figure out how I'm going to get justice on them. Or... I could entrust myself to God. That's what Jesus did. You know, Jesus understood that his father judged perfectly. So it says he entrusted himself to his father who judges justly. And when we do that, you know what we don't need to do? We don't need to make sure we keep a tally of everything that people have done against us. You know, this is the first part of forgiveness in your own heart. This is what Jesus is doing on the cross when he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It's this action where I'm zeroing out the ledger in my own heart. This person doesn't need to do anything for me to be loving towards them, for me to have forgiveness for them. They don't need to earn my forgiveness. You know, 
one of the problems that we get into, I think, is that people have a one-dimensional understanding of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a symphony with two parts. And what I mean by that is there's two movements in the symphony of forgiveness. And the very first movement happens when somebody sins against you and you're hurt and you're offended. When you experience that hurt, when you experience that offense because somebody has sinned against you, the very first thing that you need to do is you need to make sure you don't cultivate roots of bitterness in your heart. If you allow a root of bitterness to spring up and grow in your heart, it despoils many. It's going to affect a whole bunch of people. And so the first thing you do is you root that out. And the way you root that out is with the power of forgiveness. And the way you forgive is as one who has been forgiven. So what I do is I remind myself, I sinned against an infinitely holy God. And he forgave me freely and fully. How could I hold on to a debt towards somebody else? Do you remember what Jesus taught about that in the parable of the debtor? He said the person who holds on to that debt They have not received forgiveness. The fruits of somebody who's been forgiven is that they're a forgiver. Do you remember what he he prays? He says, Father, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. We forgive. Why? Because we have been forgiven. That's that first movement. And really the reason you're doing that is to make sure your heart is right, to make sure you're in a good, healthy place with God. So that very first first part of the symphony, that first movement of the symphony is for your own heart health to make sure bitterness isn't growing up, to make sure the sun's not going down on your anger, that you're not becoming a bitter person because of the sins that you've experienced. And what that does, it frees you from bondage to other people. It frees you from slavery to other people. See, keeping track of all the wrongs you've suffered is no way to live. It just burdens you with the memory of all of those things. And so you zero it out. The second part of the movement is when that person then comes to you, if they come to you and they apologize, then you can reconcile. You know, that happens for us with God when we confess our sins and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a second part of forgiveness where the relationship is reconciled. And that happens when we confess our sins. For anybody who's confessed their sins, they're members of the new covenant community. They can claim the new covenant promises. And you remember Jesus says, I'm going to remove your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. He says in Hebrews 10, 17, I will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. That's his new covenant promise to believers, not to the whole world, but to believers. Their sins are no longer Remember, there's not going to be a penalty. There's not going to be a punishment for those sins. You know, a heart that's loving that way, that's not keeping a record of wrongs, is going to be able to do what it says in verse 7. It bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. It never ends. All of these actions are attributes of a heart that's not holding on to debt, not holding on to well, you owe me, so I'm not going to love you until you pay me back. You're going to be able to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things, and have a never-ending love when you're zeroing out that debt, when you're letting go of those wrongs suffered, when you're not keeping track of it. This is who you are in Christ. This is the power that you have from his love shed abroad in your heart. Go out today in love. Don't keep a record of wrongs. Thank you for listening. God bless.